Welcome to Kingdom Living International Ministries. I am Dr. Lewis, and I'm so excited that you guys tapped into our Bible study tonight. Um, Tonight, we are going deep. This is the first Bible study of the year 2024, and I'm so excited to have you guys uh, join us tonight. You could have tapped in on anyone's church, but you decided to tap in with us, and we are so happy that you are here. Um, We welcome you to bring others tonight into this word because this word is meaty. This word is so good tonight. God has uh, given us a word about rebuilding because 2024 is about rebuilding everything that was torn apart in 2023. Amen. So in 2024, we have some building up to do. So the word today, if I had to title it, it would be called don't ruin it. So once we rebuild it, we're not going to ruin it. And this is um, rebuilding the rebuilding and preserving God's temple within. That is what I would title it. So get your King James version of your Bible out. Get your pen and paper. Let's go deep. Let's center ourselves for prayer. Let's go. I'm so excited to give it to you guys because it's going to bless us. Amen. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, I come to you tonight. Thank you. Thank you for every vessel that's tapped onto our church, God. Thank you for this word that you've given us, God. Let everyone that hear this word gets a revelation from it. Let the seed be planted so and grow up in them so they can spread your word to everyone else that they know, God. Let us become doers of your word and not just hearers of your word. Let no distraction interfere with us receiving your mighty word tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for where you're taking us. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. God is so good to us. So good to us. We made it to 2024. So many people have lost their lives due to COVID, due to other illnesses, violent crimes and traumas and all of these different things. But just know that you made it to 2024. And that is is a blessing and God has given us another chance to get it right with him. And it's just a beautiful thing to know that he has given us the grace to be able to press on. Amen. Amen. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. And this word tonight, God has been tugging on me with this thing and taking his time to get me to understand what the topic is for his people. Um, and, And we may be talking about rebuilding for some time, you know, and he wants us to rebuild what was torn down. You know, and this word personally for me, it blessed me so good. It blessed me so good because I'm going to tell you something. And this is me being transparent. My temple was a mess. I was involved in all types of sin, but God had grace, gave, gave me grace to get it right. So the fact that we are alive today, listening to this Bible study 
God has given us grace. He could have left us in our sin. We could have died in our sin. We could have been one of the ones that people are just saying, you know, sorry for the loss too. Or we could have been one of the ones that was had our picture on obituary. But God had favor on us and said, hey, we, I'm going to give him another chance to get it right. So we're going to seize the opportunity to get it right with him. Amen. And get this word tonight. All right. So let's go. Today, as we dive into this meticulous and intentional rebuilding of God's temple within, we're going to draw inspiration from the extraordinary planning of Solomon's temple. I want you guys to go back and read the story of King Solomon um, when he was building up God's temple. It's just, uh, I just love the story, but just as the physical temple was constructed with precision to honor God, our spiritual dwelling requires the same careful planning and devotion. Solomon and his wisdom recognized the need for a dedicated place of worship in God. So in 1 Kings 5 and 6, we witnessed the meticulous planning of Solomon's temple, a symbol of God's covenant and presence among his people. It stood as a beacon guiding them to honor God with meticulous care and commitment. So as we explore Solomon's journey, it's crucial to highlight his prayer. Guys, go back and read his prayer. In 2 Chronicles 6, verses 37 through 39, it says Solomon prayed that if the people repented, worship and prayed in the temple, God would hear from heaven, forgive their sins and fulfill his promises to Israel. This prayer underscores the intimate connection between the temple, repentance, worship, and God's promise. I thank God for Solomon's prayer because Solomon's, Solomon's prayer was such a, it came from a genuine place. He he wanted to make sure that when he built the temple that when the people would go to worship that God would hear them. God would hear the, the prayers of the people. I thank God for him. So similar to our rebuilding process, we must recognize the purpose of our spiritual temple. It's not merely personal devotion. It's about creating a sacred space for God's presence within us. We need to repent, guys. We have to repent, worship, and pray within the temple of our hearts. Inviting God to hear, forgive, and fulfill his promises in our lives. See, a lot of times we put so much heart into a person, um, maybe that's a, a significant other, a child, uh, uh, maybe even a job. We create idols out of human things and saying that we love them or love it. And God should be the person that housed that. God should be the 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 person that how how's that love that that lies in your heart you know and sometimes a lot of times we put things before him and it's really about him building a temple within us and leaving him there so just like Solomon built this temple with meticulous precision, we need to do that within. 
Rebuilding is not a one-time event though, because I don't want any of us to think that, yeah, you, you created this temple inside your heart for God and you study and you worship and you praise and in there on occasion. No, it's consistent. It requires consistent effort, especially in our commitment to spending time. We can't just see we cannot be lukewarm Christians in this season. See, there's a lot of scandal right now going on in the church. We're seeing false prophets. We, we, we're hearing false prophecy. We're seeing uh, people come out as being, they're not Christians, but they're coming out, they're being witches, but they were coming, imitating people of Christ, leading souls to hell. And we never knew, and this was right up under our nose. So, it's important for us to establish the genuine article within. Because when we have our temple in order, what that means is we'll be able to discern when false prophecy is at play. We will be able to discern and know when, hey, this not this, this is not right. So it's important that we build the temple of God in us because it helps us all around because we need to see what we up against. There's so many people right now compromising on who Christ is. God is not a God of compromise. And we see a lot of that now, even a lot of pastors sitting on the pulpit compromising with worldly things. And they're the pastors leading people astray. So if our temple is together, we're not going to be affiliated with that. We already going to know what it is before many others will. Okay. So it's important not to neglect, um, neglect our efforts and being consistent with building, rebuilding our temple of God in our lives and our hearts. Neglecting this essential element makes us susceptible to pitfalls of rebellion and idolatry. Rebellion and idolatry has so many underlying issues. Yeah, you you've created an idol, but you are in rebellion as well. You have anger, you have depression, you have all these side effects that come with rebellion and idolatry. And we have to remember when we are Having sins like the rebellion, idolatry, all of the sins that God goes up against. Remember, we have created an iniquity in our bloodline. And that means the iniquity on our bloodline can affect generations after us. And the present generations. So when you hear the story like, yeah, your sin affects other people, it does. So even if I know in my sin, right, and when I was in the world, I wanted to be in the world. I didn't want my child in the world when they grew up. So I was okay with me doing, having my way, doing what I want to do, but I didn't want my daughter to grow up to do the same thing. Okay. So understand that if we don't address those iniquities, they are affected 
Our children are affected. Others on our bloodline are affected. Okay? So we want to avoid the pitfalls of rebellion and idolatry. Because we're not neglecting our temple anymore. The days of us neglecting the temple of God in our lives are over. Because there shouldn't be a day in any of our lives where we want to be outside of his covering. See, when we sin against God, it's like we on our own. We out there just on our own. No backbone. But when you are within the fold, when you are living for God, when you are doing the right things, you are covered by God. Not saying that the enemy will not still uh, do things to distract you or you may not experience, you may experience hardships. You still have those different things that may happen, but those things won't destroy you because you are in the covenant with God and you under his covering. So, Let Psalms 119 verse 105 guide us. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path as we navigate the complexities of rebuilding. That means we look into God to guide us. Let him guide us on how we need to rebuild our temple when we're doing things that doesn't align with him. See, when you when 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 Christ is in you and you sin against him, you will be convicted in your heart. I didn't handle that right. You immediately want to repent because you will have a conviction on you. In the face of a world that often contradicts God's principles, Romans 12 and 2 compels us. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. God is not a God of compromise. I want you guys to really hear me when I tell you this. God is not a God of compromise. Okay. So when you see things that's going on in a church that are not of God, understand they are not operating with God. No matter what their mouths say. Their spirit is not operating with God because there's nowhere in the Bible, guys, hear me out. There's nowhere in the Bible where you saw God compromise, where he gave an order and said, oh, I changed my mind. Well, I guess you could go do that. No. What God said stood. That was what it, what it is. Like the young people say, they say, oh, oh, I'm standing on business. That means I'm standing on what I said. That's what I said. That's law. That's that. That's final. Same thing. God always stood on business. <laughs> God promised when he make a promise, he stands on business. And when he, you think that he 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 didn't respond to the promise that he already gave He will surprise you every time because things don't happen in our time. It happens in his time and his time is perfect. Okay, I don't know who I'm talking to about that, but hear me out. His time is perfect. Okay. His standards are unwavering. Our commitment to rebuilding demands discernment in our actions and choices. Okay. Proverbs 4 Verse 23 instructs us to guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. Our associations 
entertainment choices and the information we consume must align with God's truth to safeguard the integrity of the temple within us. So, for example, let me break that down. So for me, um, I'm a native Washingtonian and in um, Washington, uh, go-go is a thing. Go-go is like a it's like a genre of music, but it has like the African drums and uh, congos and things like that. And they're, um, they're, they're, they have different bands in the city. So as I grew up, that was the culture of uh, Washington. You, you had to, you know, love go-go. It's called go-go music. And I had a favorite band. My favorite band was Backyard. Like, I just loved the band. The music was great. Yeah, that was my worldly thing. However, if I was in a go-go right now to see the Backyard Band, I would partake in drinking, twerking, and everything else. That's what the music uh, encouraged you to do, right? And in doing that, as a pastor, how would I look? If I did that today, how would I look? If you walked into a club right now and I was there, how would I look? I would be full of compromise. And I would and want to engage into the drinking, the dancing, the twerking. The, I would want to engage in that. So, but because I'm in Christ now and I've committed my life to him, I can't partake in those worldly things anymore. I can't partake in that because I already know we've, I've already explained to you guys that was something that I enjoy in a world. But what I understand today, I'm not missing anything. See, that's another thing. A lot of times when we give our lives to Christ and we have vices in the world and we'll go back like, dang, I'm missing it. You're not missing nothing when you're in Christ. You lay on your face and crowd to God and give him some time. And he will convict your heart to show you you're not missing anything. So even with me um, looking back on social media, looking at certain pictures, the same things that I enjoyed, they're still doing that. And I hadn't been in years, but the same thing they're still doing that years later. I'm not missing anything. If I went today, they will be still doing the things that they did when I used to go. So I'm not missing anything. And life has been great to me on this side. OK, so even with in, what we engage in is important. OK, because we got to safeguard the integrity. So with me, I have to safeguard the integrity of the woman of God that I am. You have to safeguard the integrity of the woman or man of God you are. You know, you when you was in the world, you used to like to smoke weed. You can't hang with a bunch of people that smoke weed. Why? Because that it compromises you. It will make you want to. Hey, I want to do it, too. The same thing with cursing. If I'm around somebody that's constantly cursing, I I might slip up and say, a cur- I can't do that. I would be this even with the cursing thing. When you curse, you cursing your life. You putting curses on your life. And don't realize it. But see, I, I, I'm I delivered from that. And I got to safeguard the integrity of that. I don't want to even be connected to that. 
So we got to safeguard the integrity of our temple within with many different things. Those were just a few examples. Now let's engage in a moment of reflection. a holy and sacred place the temple of God that lives in us have to be holy here's something before you answer the question here's something to think about how can we as believers go to God in prayer and ask for things him to work out things in our lives and to do this and that and our temple is compromised And our temple integrity is not where it should be. Why would we think, and it's not holy, God is a holy God. God is, we have to be holy when we go to him. Take this for instance. If God says, take off your shoes, this is holy ground coming amongst him. Why wouldn't we think his temple within us? Why wouldn't we think that's holy? We have to uh, practice living a holy life. If we want things, if we want God's attention, we want God to move on our behalf. We want God's covering and protection. We have to illustrate living a holy life. And just like I mentioned before, it's not a one-time thing. This is a continuous thing that we have to practice. This is a continuous thing. Just like when you're delivered for certain uh, spiritual holds that you may have. This is not just a one-time thing. You have to continuously work that deliverance. Okay? So... Back to the question, how can we ensure we are planning and rebuilding our spiritual temple? We're going to start by setting aside intentional time for prayer, studying God's word and reflecting on our actions. So when we reflect on what we've been doing, there's some things that we might need to fine tune. So we like to watch, we like to be on TikTok for three hours a day. Ah, we probably need to scale it back a little bit and incorporate God in that time frame. Okay. Because what we don't want to do is create an idol and put anything before God. Okay. 
and then in the same breath asking him to do something miraculous in our lives when we're not living holy. Okay. Holy is still a standard in the body of Christ. And I cannot reiterate that enough. Okay. So start by setting aside intentional time for prayer, studying God's word and reflecting on our actions. Seek guidance with mentors and spiritual leaders to ensure you are rebuilding process is uh, grounded in God's principle. Hey, so sometimes we need someone, a spiritual leader to say, hey, wait a minute, you out of alignment. See, for me, anytime I step out of alignment with God, he checks my chin. When I say checks my chin, oh, he wills me back. Like, get over here. You don't but get over here. Like a, a a mother does a small child when they when they doing something they don't have nothing had no business doing. That is exactly how God handled me. I'm one of those, I've always been one of those people, even one of those kids. One person can get away with doing something one way. It don't happen like that for me. Why? Because I'm one of his own. He like, uh-uh, that trickery is not gonna work for you. I don't care what it is, what how it work out for them. It ain't going to work out for you if it's not from me. God, God is, he don't play about me. <laughs> uh, he, he really doesn't when it comes to being, uh, trying to step out of alignment. Okay. And, um, it's okay to consult spiritual leaders, um, because, and be, be open to correction because a lot of us believe we, we're not above, we're above correction. I don't care what titles that we hold. We are, none of us are above correction. And uh, with me, a lot of people, they address me as certain, put these titles and things on. That's fine out of respect. But at the end of the day, I'm forever a student. Before I could teach anything, I had to be a student. I'm forever a student. So we cannot be above correction. That's uh, for all the leaders. We can't be above correction. All right. So here's another question. What practical steps can we take to prioritize studying and internalizing God's word in our daily lives? What practical steps can we take to prioritize studying and internalizing God's word in our daily lives? The practical steps that we can take, we can establish a consistent time for Bible study and prayer. See, you know, in my beginning of my Christian walk, I thought going to church on Sundays, I thought that was enough. I thought that was all I had to do. Okay. Um, I thought that was my give back to God. Realizing now that was absolutely wrong. The moment I wake up in the morning, I thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. It's a consistent conversation that I'm having with God every day, all day. We have to be consistent about studying and praying. 
So making time for him, just like we're so committed to making sure we get the work on time to making sure we do certain work out on time and do all of these different things. We have to incorporate that with God. We have to allot, set aside time for him. With me, what I would make my life a little easier with this is every decision that I make throughout the day, it's like I visualize God with me, right? Like physically, he's with me. I consult him with everything. There's something that I, that I, uh, I wasn't always that way. Like I said, I was just one of the people that went to church on Sunday and thought I made, met my religious quota. <laughs> of the week, I thought I was good, but now it's a daily walk. It's a conversation with him all day. But to get you started, if you're not there, that's absolutely fine. That you're not there, it's okay. You can get there. You will get there. Twenty 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 four. You will be there. Okay. Establish a consistent time for Bible study and prayer. Join a small group or community that focus on study of scripture together. Just like this. Join us every Wednesday. We have Bible study live between 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Top in with us. Amen. <laughs> Memorize key verses to carry God's word with you throughout the day, serving as a constant reminder of his truth. This is another thing. When things happen that I know that is not sent by God, I will give that word. Uh-uh. This is not my portion. No. Uh-uh. I will I will consult God about everything. Okay? I will give back a script. I will throw a scripture on it quick to remind myself that uh-uh, I'm trusting what God says. Okay? Here's another question. In a world that offers contradictions, God contradicts God's principle. How can we discern what to engage with and what to avoid to maintain the integrity of our spiritual temple? So in a world that often contradicts God's principles, how can we discern what to engage with and what to avoid to maintain the integrity of our spiritual temple? Right. Think about that. So I would say we should regularly assess our choices, associations, and entertainment through the lens of God's word. So if, <laughs> if I'm watching, if I'm watching something on TV and it's very gory violence and um, things that just harsh, harsh treatment, traumas and stuff like that. I know that's not of God, okay? So I need to do some assessment there. Mm, am I defiling my temple by watching this stuff? Father God, help me uh, relinquish watching this stuff. Because sometimes you get addicted. I know I would get addicted to certain... Well, not addicted. I'm not going to say addicted. I like to watch certain shows. But when they don't align with God, I cannot spend a lot of time in it. And because my heart become convicted, like, oh, I probably shouldn't watch this. Because remember, the eyes, what we see, what we take in, can, can um, mess with the integrity of our spirit. If you're watching scary movies, demonic things, 
how many people you know have had experience with having nightmares after they watched that stuff because of what they saw, you know, and it doesn't align with God. Okay. So, um, that's a way we can safeguard. That's a way we can safeguard, um, our hearts. Okay. So when we, when we watching things that are contradictory to God's principle, we we need to regularly assess our choices. All right. Regularly assess our choices. Seek wise counsel when uncertain and rely on the Holy Spirit for discernment. Aligning our actions with biblical principles will help us stay on the path of righteousness. Okay. How do we guard our hearts against influences that might lead us back into rebellion and idolatry, especially in a culture that may not align with God's truth? Listen, everything, it seems like everything on social media does not align with God, does not align with him. And it can be difficult. It can be difficult. But my suggestion would be be selective about the media that we watch. And the friendships that we have and the activities that we get, engage in regularly evaluate our priorities and ensure that they align with God's values. Maintain a posture of humility, acknowledging our need for God's guidance and strength to resist worldly temptation because it's out here. See, the world is so manipulative because you would see things going on in the world. You're like, oh, it look fine. Nothing ain't happening to them. I guess I can do it. That's the deception. That is a trick of the enemy to make you believe that it's okay. It's no different than what the serpent did to Eve in the garden. When he tempted her with telling her, oh, this fine. Nothing's going to happen to you when you eat that apple from the uh, the tree of life that he told you that God not to eat from. When God told him not to eat from them. But guess what? That serpent said, oh, it's okay. It's fine. The same thing that we do when we looking at the world today. Oh, they look fine. Oh, everybody that went to the Beyonce concert, they look fine. They're not going through anything. Oh, it's okay. But we know this, we know this is definitely of the world and God is nowhere in it. But we'll say everybody look fine like they're doing okay. That's the deception to keep us in bondage. But in the mighty name of Jesus, no one here under sound of my breath will compromise without conviction being convicted we will no longer compromise on who God is in our lives we will no longer compromise and devalue and destroy our temple within for the world what I suggest that we all do is pray for everyone that we know that is in compromise right now. Pray that God have mercy on them. That they not die in their deception. That they not may not that they won't die in the worldly behavior. 
Because we want to see our family and friends make it to the gates of heaven. We want to make it. So that means we have to constantly work this thing, y'all. We really have to put in effort into making sure that we keep our temple holy. Amen. Before I close tonight, I'm going to say a prayer for us. And I just I'm just so grateful for this word tonight. I pray that it blessed you because it truly blessed me. And it's definitely a reminder for 2024 that we will not be a church of compromise. We will keep our temples holy and we will make every conscious effort to reevaluate our temples when we get out of alignment. When we even think about getting out of alignment, we we will make the necessary changes. We will not be above correction. We will practice living holy for God, no matter what the world is doing. No matter what the world is doing. We're going to strive for holiness always. Amen. In closing, let us pray right now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our dependence on you for the strength to rebuild and the wisdom to discern, God. Help us maintain a dedicated space within our hearts where your presence is welcomed. And our commitment to repentance, worship, and prayer remains unwavering. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. God, Guys, this word was such a blessing and so timely tonight. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice really take heed to this message. Because we will not compromise who we are. We're going to practice living holy no matter what. No matter what. In Jesus name. So before we conclude, I want to um, give us some Kingdom Living International uh, announcements. Um, first, I thank God that you're here. If you have not subscribed to our website um, and whatever site you're streaming on, subscribe to our channel. Um, we are recording. We have recordings up there for maybe over 20 something recordings. You guys can go back and study the word what we've been studying um, and get some um, study time with the father and take that word back and do the work, guys. Do the work. Um, make sure you subscribe to our website, tap in with us, send us an email. We would love to hear from you guys. If you need a Bible, if you need uh, the prayer of salvation, if you want to uh, have communion with us, uh, you want to do baptism with us, send us an email. Send us an email. Our email is on our website. Um, if you want us to pray with you, you can go to, uh, that, I believe the email address is prayer at kingdomlivingentertainment.com. If you want to just send us a general message of love, send us a message at info at kingdomlivingentertainment.com. Um, I have a beautiful announcement. God has um, 
pushed us to international level. Now we are streaming in other countries and I'm so glad that the word of God has spread so far uh, with Kingdom Living International. We were Kingdom Living Ministries, but now that we have gone global, guys, God has uh, changed our name to Kingdom Living International Ministries. Amen. So I'm grateful for that blessing. Tune in with us uh, next Wednesday. Um, we'll be live at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you want to donate to our ministry, please go to our website page um, and go to click the donation tab. The information is there. We would um, appreciate your donations. God bless you and your families. We will look forward to partnering with you guys soon. And we will see you next Wednesday. You guys have a beautiful night. We love you. And shalom.